my father always told me, do your best and let God take care of the rest. Like the That's reels good. on Instagram. Oh, man. But the grade doesn't really matter. If your best is a B, yeah. then so be it. I've tried to set that stupid little timer, timer thing. Yeah, dude, and it's work. like, yeah, ignore. Back in my day, we didn't have no <laughs> TikTok. This week, we're going to be talking about starting social media at a young age, med school and relationships. And we're doing this all with a special guest. Micah Prickett. What up, Half Pass Crew? It's your boy, Micah Prickett. Let's get into it, Half Pass Crew. Ah, welcome to Half Pass Job. Wow, guys. Season two. Season two. This is insane. Welcome back to another episode. This is episode 39. We're continuing the episode numbers, but yeah. we're changing the season every year. That makes sense. I think so. Okay. I mean, for now, well, we're going to go with it. All right. Well, mm. we are your hosts, K2 and Hallie. And we're a married interracial couple. I'm Indian. I'm very white. And we release episodes every Monday <laughs> at 7 a.m. If you're new here, you need to subscribe and turn on notifications. Please subscribe. And if you are already subscribed, you better like this video because I see how many people are watching and you're not liking the video. So you better like the video right now. Yeah, our view to like ratio isn't making sense so please just like the video and if you're around you should subscribe too thank you on spotify and apple Podcasts, make sure you follow and uh, leave us five stars because that is very important to us it helps the algorithm a lot yeah time out time out hey i used to be one of those people that didn't hit the like button you know and i i regret that i really regret that they're doing something special here okay believe me guys i now starting in 2024 my new year's resolution i'm smashing that like button I already hit the subscribe button, but if you haven't yet, smash that subscribe button. You never miss out on an episode. You won't be upset. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, Micah, you, could, you, you couldn't have much. put it any better. No, you really couldn't have. That was so perfect. make sure you stick around till the end because we are going to be doing questions of the week. We're excited to bring it back and we have a lot of questions from you guys. And if you want to submit your questions, go to www.halfpastjaw.com. Mm -hmm. Settle in, get cozy, grab your cha. Let's get started. All right, Half Past Crew. We have a very special guest for you this week. Starting off the new year, kicking off this first episode of season two, Mr. Micah Prickett. Hello and welcome. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. Season two. I know. What an honor. I'm, I know. Yeah. yeah, we had to start it off really special, so we thought, why not bring Micah? Micah is a longtime friend. We've known him for you know long time since high school. Ran cross country track with him. He's in our wedding. Like we've known you for a while. Yeah. It's pretty nuts. It is pretty nuts. So, Micah, just for the people, you know, maybe that are new here, maybe that don't know you, give a little elevator pitch about yourself. If you had to describe yourself to someone who didn't know you, describe yourself in that way. Just oh, so people man. can get familiar. Just so we can start this episode off right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I know that's everybody's elevator favorite pitch? question. Yeah. yeah. Uh, first thing would probably be loud oh. when necessary. Um, Christ follower, loves the outdoors. A little bit crazy. Yeah. Dedicated. Mm-hmm. Perseverant. Oh, I would agree with all of those. Yeah. And and yoked. Oh. <sighs> absolutely. Yeah. And Micah, I love coffee. Oh, yes. Micah loves coffee. He does work out a lot. And um, me and Micah have a very special bond because we've known each other since like high school. I hated Micah <laughs> a lot, actually. I did too. Um, yeah. And <laughs> when I was a junior he was a freshman and this kid was bullying bullying me 
as a junior, as he's two years younger than you. Yeah, that's kind of messed I just, up. I couldn't believe it, and my, my it was insane. When we were in track together, he would be doing push ups. We would be doing push ups, okay. And I I would usually lead the numbers, or some other senior would lead the numbers. It'd be like one, two, and then Micah comes in forty two. 63 mm-hmm. then like mess up the number so then we forget where we are and we have to start over again so we end up doing more working out but i helped out with your mental dexterity right your cerebral plasticity we can get into that later with yes. the med school portion mr med school student yeah you're welcome creating those new neurological connections mm-hmm. no that's a lie i was just annoying but <laughs> yeah. so anyways that's how we first met and that's how we got started with our relationship we started to become really good friends because we hated each other so much and then we i had to get to know this man because i was like why is he so annoying well, yeah, so that's how you met him, but then I met you because, well, one of our mutual friends, like, grew up across the street from you, so I knew of you, but I didn't actually know who you were, and then we started managing cross-country together my junior year, your sophomore year, so you guys were already mm-hmm. friends at that time, but I didn't know him, I didn't know you, didn't know anybody, so we started becoming friends just because we were managing together every single day, and we dealt with the craziness of cross-country mm-hmm. managing and everything that came with it, so I got to know you real good then. Yeah, and figuring out adding up seconds, you couldn't just straight up add them. Yeah, that's right. Because they weren't wasn't integrals of one hundred or whatever. So mm-hmm. Yeah, we had to handle that. <laughs> I'm still kinda confused about that, but no, yeah. we gotta figure it out. Yeah, and I just wanna go back. You said you love coffee. Yeah, you love coffee I so do. much that you're drinking that right now instead mm-hmm. of the tea that I made. Well, hmm. Fancy it's you on say the that side. look, I've also got a cup of cha it's on as the I side. should. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the side it's just it's a little bit dessert afterwards oh, he needs yeah. coffee's my working thing listen micah needs a little more caffeine to get mm-hmm. get mm-hmm. going i mean it is nine o'clock at night guys right now <laughs> it's, it's not even 10. it's not even the new year you guys are watching this on new year's but it's not the new year <laughs> no. but uh yeah i hope you guys like the new cover art by the way yeah no we've been working on some stuff for season two things have been going well we've been brainstorming a lot there's some big things coming we're super excited about all of it so micah my next question to you we know a little bit who you are we're going to get more into that later obviously but i want to know what kind of kid were you growing up let's paint a picture of young micah prickett like were you a good kid were you a bully were you into sports like describe yourself well yeah contrary to cicatu's comment (laughs) i don't know if i would call myself a bully (laughs) Matter of fact, I think I really idolized you. Oh. And, and the way in which <laughs> I showed up. that <laughs> was picking on you and seeing how you would respond. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, that. yeah, we became good friends. Mm-hmm. I think uh, if I had to describe Micah in terms of high school freshman kid, um, I would describe him as cocky. <laughs> he's a little cocky. He he knows he's or maybe just confident. Than, mm. he, yeah, it could be confident, but I think <laughs> it's yeah. on the cocky How is it perceived? But yeah. I think it's That's because true. you you knew you were better than everybody else. But oh you, my goodness! But, but but you didn't perceive it. You didn't show like everybody that specific thing, right? But you, you were really nice about it. You also dressed really nice. Oh my god! Micah was the best dressed kid in high school. <laughs> No, he that always is, wore like the most pristine clothing. I do remember that about you. Like before I even knew you, I knew you had a really good sense of style and you wore really nice clothes. Oh, well, thank you. Just because I would see you and be like, oh, like, hi, I kind of know who you are. Because we'd always kind of say, we'd exchange highs because I'd be with my friend, Alyssa, that knows you. And then I would, I'd be like, oh, well, hi. Didn't know you back then, but you always had really good clothes on. Well, thank you. Interesting. I've never really heard a... Uh, a take from another perspective on how I was in high school. So were you more social focused or study focused? Oh, I think when I was at school, 
I was social focused. Really? If that makes any really? sense. The hours when I was in the classroom, I probably wasn't paying attention as much as I should be, talking to friends, getting, you know, things organized and stuff. We were having a good time, playing mm-hmm. pranks on each other. But outside of the classroom, um, and outside of whatever track or cross country, whatever I was involved in, um, I pretty much got home, hit the books, and would be grinding pretty hard. But yeah, during school when I was with my friends. I guess when I was in up until like sophomore year, I was completely study focused. Like I did not care about going out and doing anything outside of school. Hmm. But then when junior year hit, I started to care way less about school and a lot more about social aspect of things. So it was good. It's interesting that you cared about that. But then like outside of school, like you do your homework and do all that stuff. Yeah. You know, you would not turn in your homework. No. Wow. So you you never were. No, no, I was kind of a rule follower. Was that on you or were you like your parents were like, you're going to follow the rules? I think that was on me. I think that was on me. I mean, my parents definitely, they raised me right. I had great, great parents for sure, but they were kind of hands off at a certain point, you know, let me figure things out on my own. And I always just kind of had an internal drive to do things the right way or so I perceived it. So I guess like Asian parents usually like to check your grades. Like my parents (laughs) made sure I showed them their report card, but they didn't like check like every grade like they wouldn't be like oh what'd you get on your spelling test like they didn't care about that but when it when report cards came out i had to show them the report card did that happen to you mm, yeah well i think they used a lot of power school power oh parent whatever God. that thing is called so you yeah, can just yeah. go online and check 24 7 you didn't have to yeah. wait for a report card my well dad my parents did didn't have lot. phones back then yeah did they have a computer they just didn't look like they couldn't look they, they had no oh. access to power but school. then come time when it was what was it like a couple times a year, every quarter, would you get like a yeah. progress report or report card mm-hmm. maybe at the end of finals or whatever, but they'd be looking. They'd be looking. They'd be ready. Yeah. I was a one year where I was in India and I didn't take any finals for that December. Ooh. And I had Fs <laughs> in every class. Obviously, I was going to take, I, they had to post that as my final grade. Yeah. And then I'd take the finals after I got back from India. But I showed my mom the, the report card with all Fs. And she thought it was serious, and I was like, it was the funniest <laughs> thing ever. That's funny. But you, you probably never got Fs. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I, I failed it. some things from time to time. Yeah, everybody does. But well, you've never gotten an F on a report card. That's, like a, that's a big deal. That's not just, yeah, it's not like getting an F on a quiz or something. I will say, I do vividly remember from a young age, my father always told me, do your best and let God take care of the rest. And I think we had a lot of conversations. There were times when I did fail an exam or yeah. something. And I got really upset about that, but I think my parents were very intentional about instilling in me not getting my value from the work that I did or the things that I was involved in, but having an own internal drive mm-hmm. and value. And I, like I said, I'm a Christ follower, so getting that from the Lord and stuff, that was my main focus. So definitely mm-hmm. when it came to school, like I knew my best with some of the classes that I was in, you know, I just have to grind and get it taken care of, but... That's yeah. the best thing you can do is just do the best you can. And yeah. It, after that, it's out of your hands. And I, the grade doesn't really, I guess, yeah, sorry to cut you off, but the grade you. doesn't really matter. If your best is a B, yeah. then so be it. And you know that it's the best, then you gave it all that you had. All right, learn from that. Get better if you want to or get involved in something else. I don't know. Hallie says Absolutely. that to me all the time. And like, I never understood that. Like, I always like, oh, you got to get an A because that's the best. But then like, as I started to like get into more of the college classes and like I was, there's no physical way unless I put my entire life into it, which they don't want you to do that. And if I put like 
everything into it, I probably could have gotten an A. But uh, at a certain point, like, just do the best you can. That's such good advice. Because I feel like a lot of people put so much stress on it. And because they put so much stress Mm -hmm. on getting good grades, that causes them to get bad grades. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. No, I would agree with that. But that applies to everything in life, though. It's not just grades. I mean, anything you do, do the best you can. Absolutely. I think, uh, I can't remember where this quote comes from, but a guy, I can't, I don't know who it is, but he was talking about (laughs) some guy. It was very honest in the way in which he said this. And he was like, you know, if my whole thing in life is that I need to be the best at everything I do, not just academics, not just my job, my family life, if you're married, your family, your kids, be the best father you can be, be the best husband, be the best whatever. He's like, I just don't think there's any way that you can do that. You've got to prioritize certain things in different seasons and stuff. That's what I've been learning is like some things take precedence over others. And that's not a bad thing if you have to let some of their areas fall Mm -hmm. because you're focusing on something else. That's not bad. That's honesty. That's being human. Yeah. But then, yeah, being at peace with those decisions that you make, I think that's the most important thing. So, yeah, totally agree. And you're just going to go through periods of life like that where certain things are going to take precedence and be more important than other things that are going on in your life. And you just have to accept it. That's how it's and they should be. be. Yeah. 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 There are times when some things are more important than yeah. your school. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, for me, I think when I got into college more so, grades started to become more important to me because that's when it really felt real to me. And I realized mm-hmm. that I was, you know, going to graduate and have a career after college and so I think you rubbed off on me a little bit negatively in that way but I started to realize I started to get back out of that bad habit after then and then you know I apply that to everything else in my life now too where not everything is as deep as you think nothing really matters that much you know like everything's gonna be fine the world still turns every day (laughs) it's fine it took me a long time to realize that grades don't matter like it was it was like a certain point in college that I was like all that really does matter is like the relationships you were building. I feel like that was way more important to me at a certain point was like the relationships I was building while in college, whether it be networking with other people outside of college for like companies or um, networking within college to find more friends in, in a way that helped me more than trying to get an A on a exam that didn't matter in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just that's what I got out of it. Yeah. So with that, Micah, you talked a little bit about your childhood and grades and you were very focused on your schoolwork and everything. And obviously you're still very focused on your schoolwork. You're in med school, but I want to talk about something and I know this about you, but people watching don't know, but you didn't have social media till you were 18. Yeah. Is that right. 18, probably even maybe a year. Two, I think it was like sophomore year of college is when I finally hopped on. The gram. The gram. Instagram so, was my first. It was. Yeah. Well, I think I had to have a Facebook when you applied to school or whatever, <laughs> yeah. but I didn't use that. And it was only old people that Let's usually just got say, on there. Yes, when he turned 18, at the age of 18, was your first time having a digital footprint. Yeah. Which is not Officially. That, is that so I did of myself. Mm-hmm. Other people might have collected stuff. <laughs> so, the government. Yeah, um, um, yeah. Probably. When I first got Facebook, it was all about Farmville and all that stuff. <laughs> and like it was addicting, <laughs> but it wasn't like... TikTok addicting, right? Like yeah. I could like oh. stop watching on on Facebook or whatever it may be. Yeah. Um. But like when we got into high school, Snapchat was oh, massive. Instagram was huge, and like you missed out on all of that, right? Do you feel I- like you missed out though? No. No. Not even a little bit, because I'm so jealous of you. I'm so jealous that you got to keep. You could have done time. the same thing. No, you, I couldn't. <laughs> yes, I literally you could not. 
I probably could. But <laughs> yes. it felt like because I had already started it, it felt like I couldn't stop after I start. Yeah. Hmm. So like all that time I was spending scrolling and scrolling. You were probably doing something else with your life. Yeah. That's crazy. Something beneficial to you, you know. Maybe. Did it yeah. <laughs> hurt you to get social media after you like ended up getting it? It might have a little bit. I will say I'm I'm grateful for the fact that I stayed off of it because mm-hmm. it just eliminated a temptation mm-hmm. for me to go on there and probably do things that weren't as meaningful in the physical realm as they should be. Mm-hmm. But I think afterwards I got it. I was able to connect with friends, you know, after college and stay up to date with them a little bit easier than just calling or texting or seeing them in person. So there's some plus sides, but do you get sucked in? I think oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like I don't I've never had TikTok. I've never done that, but like the That's reels good. on Instagram. Oh man. <laughs> Dude, there are times when I just notice myself in the bottomless pit that is Instagram reels. But everyone does that. That's yeah. the, the horrible thing about everybody current today. It's like, I'm guilty of that. He's guilty of that. I mean, he's on Facebook all the time watching videos and doing stuff. And it's just, it's so, the world makes it so hard if you have social media. Like, that's what so many people spend their time doing and they're consumed by it. Yeah. My my goal this year is to go one like at least for a video on my main channel is <laughs> to go one week with only an hour of screen time, um, which per is, day or for the whole for the whole week week yeah nice and so that would mean like the only reason it'd be an hour of screen time is because I still have to post things and so I would write up the post on like Google Docs on my computer and everything and then I'll get on the phone post it real quick and turn off the phone again mm-hmm. um, and then obviously for phone calls. And stuff like that, but I want to do it for a week. Uh, I don't know if I can because I've been in the system since I was. You have a big digital footprint. I have there a huge go. digital <laughs> footprint, and I, I, I think I, I don't know if I could go that long without it. To be honest, yeah. If you had to quit right now, could you do it? I could. Mm-hmm. Cold turkey. Cold yeah, turkey. It would just be different. I think to deny the fact that technology is kind of necessary to the whole way that the world is operating right now would be naive Mm -hmm. i mean there's a sense where you do have to be plugged in and connected digitally but i think there are things that you notice like Mm -hmm. you know wasting time watching pointless videos when you could be doing something else i think you've got to be very intentional with your time and how you spend that and then also have accountability because i've tried to set that stupid little Timer, timer thing, time. dude, and it's work. like, yeah, d- ignore, <laughs> ignore. <laughs> but, but what I have done is set time in which I'm going to be like hanging out with friends or studying or meeting with you guys, you know, and then when I'm there in those social situations, I set my phone to the side. And I'm never on it. Yeah, I'm there in person, you know, because I, I, I think the social media, it's like it helps with creating relations digitally, but it can almost have the effect of where it's replacing those interpersonal mm-hmm. physical relations because you're just doing everything online. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And getting exposed to stuff that isn't always real, you know? Yeah. Nobody posts it's a every part reel. of their life. Yeah. yeah. They're and just posting all the good stuff, so. Yeah, you don't see the actual negative side of people's lives, like yeah. on Instagram, for example. It's just a highlight reel. It's everything positive that people want to post. So I think that's interesting that you were talking about just how it's so hard. You feel so much more now that you're consumed by content. But if you think about it back, like, you know, when we were in high school, even 
TikTok wasn't a thing or like Instagram reels weren't a thing. Like it's so much more accessible now versus when you didn't have social media. People weren't addicted to their phones like they were now. Like we had Vine. So it was just different back then. So I don't know. I guess my overarching question is what made you finally decide to get social media? Yeah, I think there's always going to be vices out there regardless. So even if it, you know, with the technological revolution and stuff, now you see this TikTok and whatever. The TikTok. Taking up people's. Yeah. (laughs) Sound like an old person. (laughs) Back in my day, we didn't have no (laughs) TikTok-y. But yeah. What was your question? (laughs) Oh, I think just just coming to terms with the fact that, you know, yes, there are downsides to it, but there are also positives. And I think being very intentional about how you use these things, you can exploit the positives and mitigate the downsides to it. Mm-hmm. So Something I really struggle with, uh, going back to the um, part where you said it can interfere with the real life relationships. Oh mm-hmm. gosh. I struggle with this really bad where it's when I'm talking to somebody and there's like a dull moment, I'll pull out my phone and look at notifications. I'll look at um, I'll literally open up TikTok just to open it up. I won't even watch anything on there. I'll just open it up to see notifications or mm. um, my profile just to see if anything has popped off. And like that has nothing, like there's no need for me to do it, but it's become a habit. And the fact that you say when you're in person, uh, you put the phone away is something I, I'm like, if I don't start doing that, it's going to be, it's just going to get worse and worse and worse where it's like when I'm meeting people in person, it's just, automatic phone out and then at that point that person's just going to be like hey this person's not interested in what i have to say i even do this like like in important spaces where it's like at work or something i i gotta stop doing that right it's become a huge addiction have you ever ran into have you hallie ever run into anything like that well it does sound like you have an addiction i just want to start off by (laughs) saying I mean, I think just like Micah was saying, you have to be very intentional about when you actually do pull out your phone. And I would say 90% of the time, 95% of the time when I'm hanging out with people, I'm very good at putting my phone away or I like to put my phone on do not disturb so that I'm not even getting notifications so that it's completely out of my head. You know, like if my watch isn't going off or my phone's not going off, if I don't hear anything out of sight, out of mind, I'm not thinking about it. I like to be very present with people. So, I mean... There are definitely times, though, that I do struggle with it. You know, like if I'm just sitting on the couch, I do like to pull up my phone just because. But I think also for us, it's a little bit different because, you know, we we are very present on social media and especially our Instagram. You know, like we're growing in followers, not to not to brag, but we are. But, you know, I do check that a lot and I check my personal page. I check my personal TikTok like I post a dance TikTok. Oh, how well is it doing? But I do kind of hate it because Hmm. I'm constantly thinking about it. I think we need to start like just not focusing on the numbers and just post, get off, post, get off. Yeah. That's kind of the goal now. That's what I've thought I've noticed about watching you guys. Like, you know, I'm a horrible responder and I let people know (laughs) that, but they also know like when I'm with them, I am intentionally with them. Mm -hmm. So I hope when people send me a message or call me or something and they don't hear back from me for a while, they can just assume oh, he's probably with someone else or whatever doing something. That's why he's not responding, which is most often the case. Mm-hmm. Or I'm taking a nap. Yeah, That also happens, also especially likely. in med school. Yeah. Trying to get some Zs whenever I can. But <clears throat> yeah, so I, I've been very intentional about that. And then, yeah, I don't know how you guys do it because you're very active on social media. That's kind of like one of your passions. 
is with this podcast yeah. and other things that you guys do, always being plugged into technology. So I've wondered if it's ever been stressful for you guys. Yes. Just always getting stuff. How do you go about it, mitigating that? Now I'm questioning question. you. I know. Ask yeah. us. Turn the table it's, a little yeah. bit. It's tough just because I want to take a break sometimes. But if we take a break, the algorithm breaks and we'll stop getting views, right? And so we don't want that. People will be like half past who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we that? don't want that. Don't we don't want know. that. But um, I think it's getting better. YouTube is getting better. I can take a month off YouTube. Like I could be like one video a month and it'll still do fine. Hmm. And so that, that shows me that the algorithm is working a little bit better. But until we figure that out, until the whole algorithm, algorithm gets fixed, because right now, the, the the media companies this Instagram is a media company it's just like yeah it, it, if you're not making content they're not making money if you're not watching content they're not making money so it's it's we're in the system <laughs> we're we're plugged in a very and, large and digital we footprint have just gone in there we can't get out we're stuck everybody we're stuck I mean it's a so. good thing though because I feel like we're finally starting to reach the audience that we want to reach and we're you know growing our community and it's a good thing but sometimes it's it's hard to see it that way we do love doing it but it does get kind of tiring in a sense that you know we have to constantly be on top of trends and posting things and that that to me is a lot Um, and being creative and being unique and still putting stuff out there it it can be hard it can be really hard to be consistent that's what we struggled with really the first year of our podcast and learning how to do everything because being consistent is the hardest part. It's hard. I mean, to some people it might not seem like a lot, but sitting down for an hour plus and then editing and then posting things and working on an outline and doing those sorts of things. That's a lot of time. It's a lot. Yeah. So um, overall, I mean, it's great, but it is a lot. Well, that was a lot about social media. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Social media doesn't matter. Take a break, go outside and touch breathe. Grass. Yeah. Touch grass, breathe some air. <laughs> Um, we want to play a game, Micah. We're going to play a game. And then after the oh. game, then it's the med school questions. <laughs> okay. But, We've got some um, fun so, little questions. So prep for, for the exam, prep for the med school exam. I can get uh, you a pencil if you want. But, but before then we're doing a game. Okay. <laughs> so this will, this will loosen you up before the okay, uh, good. hard stuff. Okay. <laughs> Do you share your phone passwords in a relationship? Oh, what <laughs> level of relationship are we talking about? With my wife? With just like absolutely your no yes. one week one With week my girlfriend one week say you've been together for like six months do you password share face share no <laughs> <laughs> I mean not because I'm really trying to keep anything but there's also like I don't know all a lot of my passwords are kind of I don't know if I can say that <laughs> are they the same similar. <laughs> So you could get into a lot of things on my phone. So if if it ended bad. bad, if it ended bad, you you would yeah it's yeah. bad. Okay. I, yeah yeah yeah. But also I don't know. <laughs> my wife. That's something you know. Becoming that's different. One with that person. I made a commitment. They made a commitment to me. You know, we're in it together. Then absolutely, yeah. I'm an open book, and I hope she would reciprocate the same. Mm-hmm. And yeah, nothing is worth sharing both, and it's all between us. But with a girlfriend that. I haven't made that commitment to. I'm like, okay, mm. good. All right, these are supposed to be rapid fire. Hallie. Oh, so no, you're good. Hallie's asking long questions. Okay, should the man pay on the first date? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Next question. Good. Do you get jealous? Yes. <laughs> Who doesn't? I don't know. It depends. No, I get. I think it's a man thing. I think women get jealous too, though. Yeah, everybody does. Everybody Everybody does. does. It's what you do with that. Getting jealous is not the problem, but it's 
what you if you act it. out on it, if you let it fester, yeah. If the thought pops up and then you crush it back down, then that's fine. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Sorry, that wasn't right. No, that's hard. good. That's good. What do you do to impress a girl? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't figured that one out yet. <laughs> <laughs> Say you guys are friends and you're maybe wanting to take it to the next level. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess maybe I just try to be as open and honest with who I am. Mm-hmm. I, I think Mike is pretty good at being himself. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I hope that Yeah, I don't I don't want to really be impressive with something that's not who I am. Cause then if that's what she starts to like and then she figures out, oh, you just did that as a fluke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You really like this is going not into the rapid fire, but you really start to like a person when you can be your full self around them. Oh yeah. So Micah, you're very authentic to your true self all the time. So that's a very good thing. Mm-hmm. Next question. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Would you rather have a big group of average friends or a smaller, closer group of good friends? Mm, small and close. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's your celebrity crush? Celebrity crush. I don't think I've ever heard you talk about this, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know who's famous anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like anybody in music or an actress or That's anyone? funny. An- Anita Max Win. <laughs> Wait, say it. Say it the way you do. Anita Max Ween. <laughs> All right, that's a good answer. Yeah, yeah. Anita Max Ween. Um, and lastly, what's your love language? Ooh. Physical touch? Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I think words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, those are my two. My my top one is, is physical touch. And my next top one is words of affirmation. If you're not telling me you love me, then you don't love me. So Really? That's a big one. Yeah, that's a big one for me. So, I love um, you, CK, too. Thank you, Mike. I love, I you, love too. you, too. I, I love you, too. Oh, oh, thank you. Right. <laughs> he said it back no. to you so quick. I said, <laughs> Yours I said, didn't thank count, you. Hallie. <laughs> I said, thank you. I'm just kidding. Okay. All right. For the best part, we're moving on. No more rabbit questions. This is med school talk. So, Micah, we have a lot of listeners oh, yeah. that watch this podcast that are wanting to go into med school, that are currently in med school, and they have some questions. And so we're here to provide some answers from somebody who has been in med school for how long? One semester. <laughs> Successfully <laughs> yes. completed. I'm an eighth of the way there. Yes. Dr. Prickett, everyone. Here mm-hmm. he is. Future Dr. Prickett. Yep. Okay, so just explain a little bit. Why did you choose to go into medicine? And what are you Mm. maybe wanting to do when you're done with med school? Wow. Yeah, this is a good question. If you're applying to med school, definitely have an answer to this question. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, as this little kid, I think I've always loved the outdoors. I've loved tinkering with things. I've always been inquisitive. Um, I've loved nature. And I think my parents were very open to fostering my passions and stuff for things. So I got involved in hunting from a, from a young age and learning from um, some older, wiser mentors of mine that would, we'd talk about life together as we would go out fishing or hunting or something. Um, and uh, through that, I got to learn a lot about animals and how they operate and stuff. That got me passionate about science to begin with. Um, I also worked on a farm for middle school and high school. And I know all the summers that I spent out there, I would like process chickens and ducks. I and, think I remember that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. part of that, like getting to learn the anatomy and see in real life how things operate, getting to see the animals, unfortunately, if they got sick or something and the ways in which um, the lady I worked for, she would administer antibiotics and stuff. 
seeing how, you know, you would provide and take care for these folks. I think that ignited something in me that, wow, you can help change someone or something's life by your own intervention in their life. I think that was pretty impactful to me. And then I've also always enjoyed interacting with folks. I can't really, mm-hmm. as much as I like just sitting down and focusing and doing my stuff alone sometimes, I really do like being with people. So I was trying to find a job that would incorporate science, helping, serving people, and interacting with folks. And a physician is the best thing. And there's different, I mean, you could do nurse, PA, doctor, whatever. There's all different types of healthcare that you can do. But I think um, just the opportunities that I've been given and, and the passions that I have, I think, led me eventually to deciding on physician. Mm-hmm. Wow. I feel like, yeah, that was a really good answer. I feel like since I've known you and you very, you're very good at working with people, at helping people, you're very smart and intuitive. You were in, what was the club in high school? The med club. Mm-hmm. What was that? HOSA. HOSA. Yeah, you were in yeah. HOSA. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I could tell for a long time you wanted to be a doctor. So yeah. I feel like that fits you really well. Yeah. So you want to be a physician. Is there, okay, this is a dumb question, but like any specific area or like areas that you know you don't want to go into? That I don't want to go into? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think uh, as much as I like thinking, I like working with my hands. So there's something always about procedural work that's been captivating. Oh, so like sur- surgery. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or, I mean, yeah. Yeah. A lot of different specialties can do procedural type stuff. But there are also like thought focused careers that you can have as a doctor that I think I would probably shy away from a little mm-hmm. bit. Because I need that interaction working with the hands. So you want to get your hands dirty is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, you want to get some blood on your hands. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of crazy. I'm going to ask this, I, but I want you to talk about it. <laughs> I can't even like look at blood, by the way. For anybody who's like, I, I can't. I can't. I've actually uh, tried to show you something. Yeah, yeah. I've all legit It was fake, out. too. I had to, in, in fifth grade, I had to walk out of class because I could not look at a skeleton. Mm. A skeleton. It was that bad. We were a real life one or like one of the model ones. No, we were looking at the model ones, and like (laughs) he he started talking about the femur and how much it would hurt to break the femur. Yeah, and and like it was a skeleton where it shows like common breaks. Oh, and like he like snapped it in half, and I legit had to leave. I was like, I'm gonna throw up. I had to leave, and since then I have not been able to process blood or anything bone related breaking. Oh my! If I watch a video, I love watching fail army <laughs> videos. But if I watch a video that somebody breaks something, I'm done. I'm gone for the day. I'm done. You're I gone can't. for the day. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I know the answer to this because we've talked about it, but I'm gonna ask it anyways. What specific area in medicine do you not want to go into? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. Heather. I don't know what you're talking about. You don't want is to go into cosmetic surgery? Oh. <laughs> you don't want a cosmetic Plastics, surgery? cosmetics, I don't. Not so much the cosmetic side. Yeah. Maybe it's plastics, kind of, but mm-hmm. if I had to do. It's a lot of money, though. A lot. Yeah. But see. <laughs> not worth it. I'm really a big proponent on not making your decisions solely based on money. Yeah. Makes sense. And I think, oh. <laughs> God bless the people out there that enjoy that and love it, but yep, no. I didn't like it. Yeah. I didn't like it. You had some experience in that. You mm-hmm. worked at a clinic for how long? Not too long ago. Yeah, it was a little over a month. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, I'd go in there and I'd just, this is when I was kind of doing as much shadowing as I could and experiencing all the different specialties as possible. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there was something about it that just felt off. I think the helping aspect of it, you know, the folks that would come in, I don't know. I just didn't feel like, yeah. you know, I could be as, I don't know. I just didn't like it. It's not a good, <laughs> I get it. It's like, it's like a, it's a different kind of helping, right? Yes. It's, a, it's like, yeah, people uh, can do whatever exactly. they want to do, but I think I got into it to like help folks that are like seriously disenfranchised yeah. and battling something. Yeah. There's and that wasn't just the case not, for everybody. I, I think because a lot of the more procedures that they do are like elective. So you're coming yeah. in and choosing to yeah. do whatever. Whereas some folks, I, I like the stuff that it was an elective and they didn't plan on having to face this, but here they are having to deal mm -hmm. with it. And I want right. to step alongside them and help them navigate making the best decision yeah. possible. Mm -hmm. I like that. That's a I good, it's yeah. a good answer. So, um, oh, there's yeah. a lot of people who are in the same boat as you in med school and they actually submitted questions they to did. us. Mm -hmm. Okay. Good. So the <laughs> first question that they have for you, Micah, how do I find the will to survive? <laughs> in life in, in school in, in med school? school med school yeah that's a great man i ask myself this every day <laughs> <laughs> but things can get tough yeah absolutely yeah and when they get tough how do you handle that dude i think you just got to break it down to why are you doing what you're doing mm -hmm. i think that having a sense of purpose identifying why you're here having a good answer for that and then relying on that sense of purpose is so influential in my life. So like I mentioned before, I'm a Christ follower. You know, I value um, my life and what God has done for me by sending his son Jesus, you know, to die for my sins. And um, the grace that I've been given through that, the ability that I have to then show the hope that I have with other folks that I interact with through medicine and what I feel like I'm being called to do, that is what really keeps the fire going deep mm -hmm. down. When you're yeah. studying something that... You're like, dude, I could think of anything else to try to study, but I got to study this and I'm yeah. so tired, whatever. <laughs> but then thinking about you know, maybe one day I will come into contact with somebody that has this. So I want to learn it well for their benefit so that I can either help prolong their life or whatever so that they can, you know, eventually maybe come to have the same hope and security that I do in my life. Well, yeah. that makes me want Mike as a doctor. I know, that's because what I a was lot of my. Say. Sometimes a lot of my doctors don't care about me. I'm not saying they're not bad, but I'm just saying sometimes it's like, hey, come in, get out. But, but it's nice to have a doctor who's passionate, you know, yeah. or med school student who's passionate about what they do and wants to learn more and is curious and is driven yeah. and is excited about someday having the possibility of helping somebody. You know, Can I say, and this is a point of humility. Okay. <laughs> I think a lot of physicians that are, act yeah, doctors that are out there and a lot of healthcare workers in general probably start from that same point of actually wanting to help people mm -hmm. and getting it. You don't really get into it or you don't complete what you're doing if you're just doing it for the money or mm -hmm. something because you will burn out way before that happens. But I wonder what it is that or what physicians have to lose to get to the point where they do feel like, you know, I'm just another patient. I'm taking up their time block. I need to stop talking. They don't really care about me any more than getting what they need to get and then provide yeah. me a treatment or something. So I wonder what it is that ends. I guess that's the biggest thing that I've been trying to figure out mm -hmm. too. Like what goes away, you know, and maybe this can be something that some of your folks can answer if they've yeah. been, like I said, I'm only a semester in, so I don't know everything, but if you're out there further in med school or residency or been practicing for a few years, you know, what are some of the things that you guys battle 
too, mm-hmm. that would kind of yeah. kill that fire within you. Well, you answered the next question for us, which is what motivates you when mm-hmm. it gets difficult and you feel burnt out. So thank you for answering that as well without me even asking the yeah. question. Yeah. Um, a lot of people also struggle with doing things outside of med school, but I've seen your Snapchat and you seem you like you have good time. time. You have so a good time, it seems. How do you, somebody asked, how do I have fun? Yeah. See, like we talked about the prioritizing things, I mean, and doing your best. And how we talked about, you know, you can't really be the best at everything. There's no way you can humanly do that. Mm-hmm. It's not possible. Mm-hmm. So trying to prioritize like your studies, being diligent in what you're learning, but realizing you can't learn it all. You can't learn it all. So trying to learn the best that you can, making the most of that, but then still having a life outside of school, reminding yourself, you know, that you're not just a robot studying for no reason, but getting in touch with the folks that you're with, you know, building those relationships, keeping those connections. I think it all goes hand in hand. And um, just some things, I don't know, from personal standpoint with family, there's been times, even in college, things that I've gone through, you know, where I had to say, my younger sister, she was um, dealing with something or whatever, wanted to call me up and ask to talk about something with me. Um, and I just said, all right, yeah, we'll talk however long that has to take. Um, and if that means me getting a lower grade on my exam tomorrow because I'm staying up to talk with you, so be it. Because mm-hmm. I value my relationship with my family and those that I love more than I do the grades that are on me. You know what I mean? Yeah, grades no, are still I, important. Yeah. But like that, yeah. Setting a priority with things is very important. And there's so. a balance to things. You know, you can't just be all in on grades. You need to have a life, too. Yeah. And it's, you do. Yeah. Well, that, that brings up the next point of what's the habit that you've learned to be productive and balance your social life? So you yeah. kind of went into it, but, like, what's a specific habit that you've had to learn while starting med school this, this semester? Mm. Like, is there something you've learned now or maybe in your undergrad career that has helped manage that. Yeah. Learned, definitely not completed with it. Learning is probably a better term, but I think the intentionality aspect of it, you've only got so many hours every week to get stuff done, and then you've got things that you have as priority. Mm -hmm. So I'll admit, like, I didn't really have to study a whole lot when I was in high school and even undergrad, Mm -hmm. but med school is very different. You are just, people talk about it like a fire hose trying to drink from a fire hose. And you don't, you can't even explain what it's like until you're in the midst of that. And you've got so much stuff being shoved down your throat that you really can't, you know, comprehend over a week's time and stuff. So it's trying to figure out um, what's important, prioritize that stuff, focus on that, and then add in as much as you can until the next exam. And then just be confident that you've given it all that you can. So I think really I've had to be intentional with setting certain chunks of my time aside to prioritize that stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know. Like I, we went, the four of us got coffee the other day and I saw some, just some of the stuff that you had to do. And even on break now, like you're studying. I don't know how you do it. I couldn't be in med school. Med school is not for everyone. So I really applaud you for studying the fun stuff. Physician. Yeah. <laughs> studying the things that I want to study <laughs> related yeah. to the, the topics fact, that I mean. Yeah. yeah. The <laughs> fact that you have fun stuff is kind of crazy. Yeah. I know. Um, yeah. What? Do you have like any specific advice for someone who is going into med school or is considering it? Because you, mm-hmm. you, you said a lot of things like you have to be passionate. You have to have to have a reason yeah. to get through it because it yeah. is not easy. 
Yeah. So what is one piece of advice that you'd give to somebody who's considering going to med school, but is on the edge? Dude, one of my biggest things was shadowing physicians, whatever that looks like. You can just, I I did a lot of just calling up doctors in my area. I didn't have, neither of my parents were physicians. I didn't really have any physicians or medical personnel in my family to talk to. So I kind of just called up folks in my community and people that went to my church and said, Hey, do you mind if I just come in and see how you do your job from day to day? And some would say yes. Some would say no. Some were more, you know, uh, teacher-esque in their interactions with me and stuff. Some, it was kind of whatever. So I think gaining as much experience as you can and seeing what that life really looks like and then figuring out, Ooh, can I see myself doing this for the rest of my life or not? Yeah. That'll be a pretty telltale way to tell you know if you're actually shadowing somebody doing something and that could be for any career but it'll really give you a full day in the life experience of what that could Mm -hmm. be like you know i still find it insane that somebody will pick a career in high school and never see how that person works and then they get into that field and they're like oh wow this is not for me yeah it's the craziest thing and if you are in that situation go watch b movie okay oh yeah (laughs) no b movie is like the pivotal point of when i realized if you get stuck with doing something you don't love you do that forever like you're done you that's what you're doing forever right and so in b movie you get like what three days or something like that before you have to make a decision to decide yeah like you go i think i think elementary to high school is one day and then and then college is one day and then on the third day you have to pick the career that you do for the rest of your life yeah and it that movie really changed my life because this guy was like, dang, I'm going to be a little, what's it called? Uh, a honey person that, yeah. that, that just gets the little bit of honey. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was going to be that forever. He's like, I don't think I can do that. And then he became whatever he wanted to be. But like yeah. being able to see the job before you do it is so important, I think. A lot of people forget that. Yeah, it's so crucial. I remember back in, was I like eighth grade maybe? I thought I wanted to be a teacher and I shadowed one of my teachers and I did not want to be a teacher after that. <laughs> I just, the, you, I mean, like I, I firmly believe just like I said, it takes a certain person to be a mm-hmm. physician, to be in med school, to be a teacher, to be, you know, in my career, what I do. And I just, you know, there are certain people for certain things and I don't think I was made to be a teacher or definitely a physician. So regardless of what you want to do, you got to figure out. Yeah. Do I love it or do I just love the idea of it? Mm. Right. And that's what getting that experience is very vital yeah. to making that decision. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, you have to absolutely live in it for a little bit to tell if this is something that you could see yourself doing for the rest of your mm. life. I mean, you can always switch careers, but if you devote so much time to something like, you know, if you found out in a year that you don't actually want to be a physician, you're already in med school. <laughs> like, what do you do at that point? You know? Yeah. So. That's all the med school questions, Micah. We have one topic left, and then we're going into the questions of the week. Oh, okay. okay? We're going to talk is... about relationships. relationships. Oh, nice. So <laughs> I'm married to the books right now, baby. That's married what, to the textbooks. Well, that, that's, that's a great way to start the question off is how has med school and slash he's been, he's been ROTC as well during yep. undergrad. With the Army. So like cool. – how has med school and ROTC, which were both very intensive programs, how has that impacted your love life? Yeah, that's <laughs> a good question. I think, I mean, just the stage and where I'm at, I've always kind of just prioritized school mm. and career and stuff like that over the love life. What if so, somebody comes in and you're like, wow, yeah. this person's pretty awesome? 
what happened then? Oh, I'd be willing to change things up and figure it out. And <laughs> I mean, he, he did mention like he's all about the priority, right? Yeah, so, that's like, true. Right now, and I've priorities dated. at this at med school and school is at this level. Yeah, yeah. But and I've dated before and dated in college and stuff. But I think you got the right person that comes in, and if they're willing to do stuff too, I mean, you'll mm-hmm. figure out together what you want to shoot for, and start making it happen. I don't. I'm not worried about that ever being a problem, but I just don't think I've met the right yeah. person yet for that to really matter. So my question is, do you see yourself marrying, so, like what say you meet somebody in your school right now, mm-hmm. do, is the person that you end up with have to be the same career as you to have the same ambitions and drive as you, or are you open to somebody maybe in a different career path? Yeah, it doesn't have to be the same career. Mm-hmm. I do think the ambition, the drive, somebody that can understand a little bit of what I'm going through. Just mm-hmm. so, I mean, I'm a big talker, so I'd have to come <laughs> come home and decompress with somebody, you know, and I would appreciate if they could understand a little bit of what I'm saying so that they're not like, uh, they don't really get, like when I say something, what that really entails, what I've gone through. But if they can be a little bit familiar with it, I would appreciate that. But it mm-hmm. doesn't, somebody that's just willing to listen, I yeah. guess, and be open to it, mm-hmm. That's that's more of the... So you have a type play. of somebody who really wants to listen. <laughs> or yeah. You're, just, you're you know, somebody who can have a good conversation with you and is there for you when uh-huh. you need it, which I think is fair that most people have that. I think it would go both ways, but yeah, somebody definitely that's humble and willing to listen and as I would. I mean, I don't I don't know. I wouldn't have to be the same thing that my wife or I hope we wouldn't have the exact yeah. same passions and priorities and stuff, but being able to listen and understand what makes her tick and yeah. be eager about figuring out the problems that she's facing or what she's dealing with and stuff. I think that's very important for a relationship. Yeah, no, I agree. And when me and Hallie got together, we had completely different lives, right? Like we were completely different people. She was way more social. I only cared about school. Um, But the more we stayed together, the more our ideals started to align. Mm. Like we Mm -hmm. just slowly started to grow together and when we started to grow together, we became more similar. We're still different people, but we became a lot more similar in terms of our goals and ambitions and uh, a lot of the things that we're interested in. Mm-hmm. You know, and you say that you just started becoming together, which is the case, but there's not a passivity to it either. Both of you had to change a little bit and yeah. start listening and learning from one another and make sacrifices or give up maybe something that you had done a certain way before, but now that you're with this person. And I think it's important to realize, regardless of the relationship that you're in, there's got to be like an equal, you know, kind of give and take on both sides. And this person's got to be worth making those sacrifices for. So that can be another thing I think that I've, just through my relationships that I've been into, that realizing, oh, yeah, I wasn't really willing to make that change, then... That might be another good yeah. indication that it yeah. is what it is. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and that's a very good point that you make because it is kind of crazy to think you and I were two very, very, very different people. And Micah actually knew both of those people back many years ago. Yeah. But we were very different people. And we, you know, that's the biggest thing that I think was hardest for us as we did grow together and get older together and get married is that we did have to change a lot of things about ourselves. You know, like when you get married, it's not always about you anymore. It's going to be more about your 
spouse and changing that that was a hard realization which we've talked about the Mm -hmm. first year of marriage I think is the toughest for everybody especially you know when you don't live together and you're fully merging your lives at that point that was challenging but it is crazy because I feel that we've grown so much from that and you know it's made us into better people in a lot of different ways Mm -hmm. very difficult first year (laughs) yeah very difficult but hey I mean I think it was essential I'm glad that we went through it um, we've learned a lot. We've come out better on the other side. So yeah. I think it's been great. But very good point that you make. Yes, very wise. Micah, do you date to marry or do you just date to date around? Absolutely date to marry. But I do believe that you need to figure out how the other people work. So like Get to know the person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Being a guy, right? I know a lot how guys think. And we're pretty simple and kind of <laughs> dumb at times. Women... Oh, my goodness. Very, (laughs) I don't know. I'm still very much learning. I got a lot to learn. I barely even scratched the surface. But I think part of that dating is important to see, like, wow, we think about things completely differently. There's ways in which I might have to change my thought process, you know, to communicate with you or whatever. So, yeah, I think uh, dating is definitely important. But obviously, it's, it's dating to marry. It's not just someone to be with or whatever. I got friends if I'm lonely. Yeah. Yeah. So very intentional with it. But yeah, I like what you said because I think it is important, you know, well, like we, we've only dated each other really. I mean, we, you know, gone on dates with other people and whatnot, but you kind of have to figure out what you're looking for in a person. And I feel like, you know, if you do Mm. have more than one relationship, like, you know, we've, like I said, we've been on dates with people before. It really kind of helps you figure out what you do and don't want. Yeah. You're forever person your forever significant other so that is true i think it's important before you start dating too to really you know nail down in your head i guess where would you want to be 10 years down the road relationship wise what do you you know do you plan to be married and stuff and then start making those changes in your life from the get-go and setting those parameters for yourself okay here's where i want to be you know what i mean i'm going to do the things that are going to lead me in that direction so if i would like to be married you know and doesn't have to be a certain time limit, but if I would at some point like to be married, then that's going to take getting to know, you know, the opposite gender in a different way and yeah. stuff. So, yeah, make, being intentional about that, too. I don't know if that makes any sense. No, but. It, does. no it does. It does. Yeah. And I'm just thinking about how we were so young when we got together. We didn't necessarily think about, oh, in 10, 15 years, you know, because I, I, so, I, I did in, in certain ways. You know, I think we both did, but. I didn't know at all really who I was, what I wanted to do, where I wanted to end up when I was 17, 16, 17 mm-hmm. years old. I did. So it was a little bit different for me. I definitely did. Okay, we get it. <laughs> yeah. We get it. And even if I the person that you're dating, you know, sure. might not end up as your future spouse. Yeah. But knowing the way in which you treat, you start putting into practice the way in which, that's, in a, that's what I would say. You put certain things into practice that you would like to have continue in a marriage, mm-hmm, right? For sure. So the way in which you treat other people, you know, the way in which you treat a lady. Yeah. You don't have to wait until you're married to start doing that. If you want to treat your spouse a certain way, then start treating each girl that you're dating with that type of respect as well. Yep. So great answer. I think that's yeah, that's been important. Yeah. So all right. So that was the last relationship topic that I had. But now we're gonna move into a few questions of the week that we have that we need your input on. Questions of the week. Can you say it in a real deep voice? Questions of the week. <laughs> you have a real deep voice. 
questions of the week. Oh my god. <laughs> that like wasn't it. even That's with like good. the voice filter on. Okay. So let's just get right into it. First of all, just want to tell you guys, I love your podcast. And after a long day of work, having a cup of coffee and watching your podcast episodes is literally the best way for me to unwind. Thank you very much. Me and my boyfriend, we are both in college and I'm preparing for med school, huh, med student, whereas he wants to pursue a master's degree in engineering. And I am most definitely sure that he's planning to propose after we are done with college. I love my boyfriend. However, I feel we are way too young and we have a lot of ambitions in life. Do you guys think that marriage can handle distance and hectic work life? while both of the people involved in the relationship want different things in terms of careers. Mm-hmm. It's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. <laughs> so I think this goes back to like one of your questions that we asked about like, do you want similar like careers? Yeah. And how will that affect you if you're in school longer than the other person? Cause I, I have friends who like one is going in med school and the other already started their career and they're already like working full time. And it's a struggle because one's always studying and one has to understand that. And so how would you say, um, it, can that work? Yeah, see, now, I've never been married, so <laughs> take this with a grain of salt. But I've watched a lot of people navigate this same topic. And what I think it's come down to is that if they're worth it, then you'll make it work, yeah. right? So, yeah, it's not going to be easy. It sounds like both folks are having a lot of difficult decisions mm-hmm. coming up in their life very soon. But um, if the other person is worth it, then I don't think really anything can stand in the way of that. And that might mean making some sacrifices, yeah. having your life go away a little bit different than you had planned. But that's kind of what's exciting and crazy about marriage and falling in love and stuff like that is that if they're worth it you can make those changes but yeah absolutely I think just I mean you said it perfectly if you love the person then you're going to make it work and there is so much unknown when you're in a new relationship or in your same relationship and you're both kind of going down different paths we never thought it was going to make it work with our (laughs) situation but we made it work okay so anything's possible because we loved each other I think going through those things too makes you strong Yeah, make the relationship so much stronger as well. So I think it's an opportunity for growth. I wouldn't be, Mm. I mean, it is probably terrifying thinking about this stuff that's coming up, but there's a hope in it in the sense that, yeah, you guys navigating that together, can you imagine how much you're going to be able to face down the road thinking, oh man, well, I didn't think it was going to, we were going completely different ways and the way in which I made sacrifices, they made sacrifices, and now we're here. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's beautiful to look back and you'll be able to point back on that. If you want to, I or not, you don't always have to. Yeah, make no, I agree. Yeah, yeah, figure it out. But no, I I totally agree. I think about that all the time, and I've told a lot of people that it's like we did have to face so many hardships early on in our relationship that really united us more and more every time we had to go through something together. And yes, it is scary. Like I remember when we both started internships in completely faraway places, and we didn't think we'd ever see each other. And when we went through the whole, you know you telling your family about me situation and so many other kinds of things we've been through. It's just brought us together. I mean, yes, you know, it takes certain people I think to really stick together and make it work because it does frighten some people and it was scary to us, but Mm -hmm. you know, like I said, it's only been a good thing and it's just worked out. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's taken hard work and work put into the relationship and patience with each other. But you know, I think if you want anything to work out, you have to work at it. It's not going to come easy. And that's the number one rule that I've learned in marriage is that it takes so much work. 
A lot of work. You just have to be willing to put the work in. So I think it'll work out if you make it work. That's a lot of hope that, work. I hope that helps. <laughs> yeah. But um, next question. How was the application process for applying to med school? <laughs> These are all med school questions. Brutal. Yeah. It sucked. <laughs> Did you have to take a test? Yeah, the MCAT. Yes. Yeah, MCAT. You had to take a test. The old MCAT, baby. <laughs> I remember you studying for that. Yeah. All Studied the time. I don't. I tried to erase that from my mind. <laughs> I don't know. The MCAT, yeah, you got to take a test. You got to do a lot of soul searching and answer a lot of internal questions about yourself and then write that in a way that's interesting but also sort of concise that other people want to read. And, yeah, it's, it's difficult. Yeah. But, yeah, the process... Uh, you want me to go into specifics a little you bit? You don't have like to, but, okay. but <laughs> it, 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 overall, like the application process, yeah. uh, a lot of people have questions in terms of, is it worth it? And um, how how hard was it for you? Yeah. Well, I'd say it's worth it if you want to be a doctor. Yeah, I wasn't going to let this stand in my way, but expand, uh, or plan to ex- spend a lot of time studying for the MCAT. Um. I didn't realize the financial, I mean, you're going to spend a couple thousand dollars depending on how many schools you apply to. Each application is usually going to have a certain fee. Then a lot of schools will send back secondaries if they want to hear more about you. So you have to write secondary like um, application, answering questions that are specific to that school usually. And each of those will come with a fee. So, what? Wow. Yeah. So they're like, we're interested in you. Pay this fee if mm-hmm. you want to apply again. Yeah. That's kind of messed up. Then if they want to interview you, Ooh. a lot of times, if you can, definitely do it in person. I always like so meeting people pay- in person, but then you got to travel out there. Mm. And yeah, so. They don't pay for accommodations, I'm guessing. No. Oh, they just got to go on your own dime. Dang. Your own dollar. So you're kind of yeah. just throwing away money at that point because you're not guaranteed to get that. No. Nope. Wow. I did not know that, to be honest. What's the interview process like? Is it just like a one and done thing or is it multiple? Yeah. Uh, it was kind of one and done. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They'll rack and stack you. It depends. I've been interviewed by like usually faculty of the school mm-hmm. for a certain period of time. And then like some current students or folks in residency, they would kind of do like a board and answer or ask me a whole bunch of questions too. But not every school is different in the way yeah. in which they conduct interviews. Well, that's it. Okay. If you have a question that you want to get answered, go to www.halfpastshot.com. We're getting a new update soon, so keep checking the site always, okay? It's just going to get better and better and better from here, um, and we have lots of surprises coming up, okay? Lots of surprises. Micah, yes. Thank you so much for coming on. Dude, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be the first season two guest <laughs> yes. at Half Past Jaw. Thank you for letting me be a part of your community. I didn't even get to be funny. I feel like... <laughs> I'm actually crazy too, so yeah. I'm a wild, I'm a wild person. Micah was a little nervous before, <laughs> but I yeah, because you, I care about it. You, yeah. you gave really good advice. That you, did. you did actually matters, you know. So that's good. Yeah, and you know, this was a little bit more of a serious episode, but that's okay. And we can have you on again for yeah, a let's episode. do a fun one. We'll do that's a fun <laughs> one, with, or you could uh, link the link my Kim, Kimchi King video in yeah. there, oh so you gosh. can see a different side of it. Yeah. Oh my god! You know what? Um, watch the Kimchi King video. It's gonna be at the very beginning of this video, or link down below in the description. Yes. Um, guys, this is the first episode of 2024. Oh you have gosh. you have written here. Like we have notes here. She wrote that's oh. our first episode of 2023, guys. It's <laughs> 2024. Okay. Mm. 
many more exciting things coming, and uh, we have a very big announcement coming in a few weeks. It's not done yet, but it's coming. They're pregnant. Surprise! <laughs> That's news to <laughs> Can me. You imagine? Holy moly. I'm right. telling you here on the podcast. Micah, yeah. thank you again for coming on Half Past Ja. Thank you so much. Half Past Crew, we love you. Thank you for asking questions like you always do. And like I said at the very beginning, make sure you like, subscribe, give us five stars on all the platforms. Our link trees are below as well, so make sure you follow on Instagram, uh, TikTok, and all of the following. We are so excited for the future of this podcast. Season two is going to be amazing. We have great things planned. Actually, Hallie actually has a lot of things planned. Okay? I do. This time she's... tricks up my sleeve. <laughs> she's got it going, all right? Every episode coming out Monday, 7 a.m. Be there or be square. As always, thank you guys for watching. Half past job. We'll see you next time. Are you actually pregnant? No. <laughs> half past crew, what is happening? This week, we're going to be talking about me. Me. Micah. Anita Maxine. Anita Maxine. <laughs>